0: THE GOLDEN CITY PODCAST EPISODE 1 THE NOTES I love walking in San Francisco. It's mostly how I get around, and I think it's just the best way to see the city. A few times a week after work, I walk from my house to the beach. It's a really great way to unwind, and most evenings the fog gets thicker the closer I get to the ocean. I really enjoy that. I just checked the weather where I grew up on Long Island, and it's 81 degrees with 70% humidity. I'll never get tired of this weather in San Francisco. It's great. So a few weeks ago, I was walking to the beach, and I saw a blue square of paper taped to a utility pole at the southeast corner of 19th and Irving. Caught my eye because it's bright blue, so I took a closer look. And somebody had used packing tape to... Uh, fix a note about three or four inches square, a little blue square, right above eye level, and it read, I hated how your computer and phone usage took away from our time together. I really longed for the more human connection we had when we used to sit and watch TV together. And my reaction was just pure delight. I figured I'd walked right into somebody else's short story. So I let the stoplight cycle a few times and made up a little story to myself about the author and what could have brought them to this point. You know, are they are they still in this relationship are they lamenting the past did they attempt counseling or therapy is this note an attempt at counseling or therapy did the did the person this note was meant for did they ever stumble across one of these messages and you know think oh you know i the last one really made me think because i think most of us think of ourselves as good people and so i if i if there was a note like that addressed to me meant for me, and I saw it while crossing the street, I don't think I would recognize myself because I think it was about somebody else who was, you know, a poor communicator or was wrapped up in too much screen time every day. Anyway, I uploaded the photo uh, of the, the note to Twitter with the caption, and the caption was, Death of Intimacy, 19th and Irving. I think that was on a Thursday or something. Anyway, And when I walked past a couple of, the same spot a couple of days later, it was gone. And I know nothing in this world lasts forever, but I tweeted again to indicate that it had been removed. And unexpectedly, uh, Pete Mummert, a Sunset resident who follows me on Twitter, we've never met, I don't know him, but he replied, have been collecting these for the past couple of years, here are a couple of favorites, unquote. And then he uploaded a few examples from his collection. So I'll read a few of them. Here's one. Fascists, Nazis, capitalists, communists, religions, and dictators have all done some cruel things to humanity, but one interpretation would be that they are all only a subgroup of the most dangerous group of all time, men. There's another one. The depths of human bonds are affected by how much time people have to reflect and appreciate them. This is one factor, possibly, in a dehumanizing process that occurs in societies that are constantly busy. Here's another one. Remember those barbaric times when people actually protested in the streets? It was so primitive that we didn't even have cameras in the streets, let alone the facial recognition software to identify any protesters. At least now we have social media where people can be identified immediately when they voice an opinion contrary to the majority. Thank goodness for progress. At this point, I I was totally impressed. I hadn't stumbled across some frustrated romantic. This was actual post-conceptual art in my neighborhood. I mean, unlike most forms of creative expression, these notes were created and posted, envisioned, just so they could be discovered and ultimately removed. If not by a call to 311, that city agency that does, you know, potholes and graffiti and furniture in the sidewalk, then you know, some civic-minded person who you know, recognizes this is a technical violation of the law, and this upsets their sense of order and purpose, and so they have to scrape it off or tear it down. Anyway, and if it, and if it wasn't for those, you know, 311 or the the busybody, I, I I shouldn't judge, but I do. Uh the fog would have its way with them. It's just paper, you know, stuck to a light pole. Uh, anyway, on so on su- uh, successive walks, I kept finding not kept. I, I found a couple of additional messages when I kept walking and uh, some of them had been partially peeled away. They were like stickers instead of just a note. And a few were just too weathered to read, I, and you look like a weirdo standing there in the street squinting at a light pole for you know, more than a couple of minutes. So I moved on. Um, but I did find another one at the corner of Lincoln Way and 19th uh, that I was able to reconstruct. I guess it was a warning about technology and the commodification of art. Um, and I'll read this one. It's a little longer, actually. Uh, it was actually from two... Stickers that were weathered, and I took a photo and was able to kind of, anyway. This one read, it's pretty simple. Websites that allow the uploading of music videos by persons not connected in any way to the creating artist should be allowed to thrive. And in addition, companies should be able to utilize the views attracted to these videos so that they can sell their products. Compensation to the creator of the work is really not important at all. What is important is that persons that had nothing to do with creative process are allowed to share. At San Francisco, we we prize public art and creative expression. There's murals everywhere and, you know, all kinds of... We, we love public art in the city, but the, this content creator was flying so far under the radar, I I wondered if Pete and I were the only two people to take notice. I mean, because it, it was just crazy that I would tweet like this and he was the first person to... the only person to reply. Uh, I, I looked on 311, that city service for, you know, graffiti and potholes, I wanted to see if anyone had, you know, uh, flagged them for removal, and I only found one report, which was at, excuse me, 19th and Moraga, which is a few blocks um, south of where I was standing, where Pete and I had found the other ones. I only found one report, and it said, uh, remove blue posting from traffic light pole. It could have been a different blue posting, I suppose, don't know. Anyway, but here's where it gets really interesting. Pete, who's been collecting these notes for years, had an encounter with the artist and one of his replies he, he replied quote i finally saw a guy planting them a couple of weeks ago if i if i'd cast him from imagination he would have looked the same so in part two i'll interview pete mummert about what he saw are you in the market for a unique gift or just looking for something useful Visit Avenues Dry Goods in the Outer Sunset to browse a wide variety of high quality, sustainably produced items. You'll find candles, notebooks, greeting cards, bags, and screen printed t-shirts with original designs by owners Eve Beatty and Tim Ehalt. Avenues Dry Goods also carries California-grown succulents and air plants available in custom arrangements, along with vintage upcycled apparel, housewares, and accessories. Avenues Dry Goods is located at 4120 Irving Street, between 42nd and 43rd avenues and is open from 2 to 7 p.m Thursday and Friday and from 11 a.m to 6 p.m Saturday and Sunday avenues dry goods useful practical and delightful goods for life at the edge of the continent Pete uh, as I as I mentioned before in part one Pete actually is the person who uh, once I posted a Twitter thread about my personal observation of these ephemeral notes, um, Pete responded and uh, shared some of the samples that he'd been collecting. Um, I guess my first question is, when did you first, when did you first notice these notes? When did you first see them?
1: Well, we actually, we moved down to the inner sunset about two years ago uh, from another part of the city. And I started noticing these little blue stickers. They're always in the uh, the beg button of the crosswalk signals they are always tucked into the top or into the button itself. And they, they really jump out at you. And I was like, what the heck are these?
0: Uh, and so, and so you, you took a closer look and I mean, what you, I, you saw one, but once you saw the second one, what would, what did you start thinking once you saw them repeatedly over, over time? Well,
1: it's interesting. Like initially, cause I, a lot of them talk about uh, uh, when you stop and look at them, a lot of them talk about surveillance and being watched. And my first thought when I saw these was. Uh, I I felt like somebody was watching me. (laughs) It almost felt like a prank or like someone was observing what I was doing. So I kind of surreptitiously stopped and glanced at them. I didn't take one or anything. And uh, I just, I thought that was really cool. Like I, it it seemed like somebody was trying to get some message out there. But uh, of course my suspicious mind, the first thing I thought was, okay, it's going to be weird. (laughs) I don't know know what's up here, but uh, I started reading them and I was like, these are actually pretty fascinating.
0: I mean, did you, what did you think of them as? Like, did you think of them as art? Did you think of them as like someone trying to communicate with someone else? What was your, I mean, like when I first saw them, I, I kind of spent a lot of time walking and thinking about like what the, what the artist's intention was, so to speak, mm-hmm. uh, which is, you know, it's a bit cliche, but you always wonder like what motivates a person to create and then share something. Um,
1: did you have a theory or what was, what, what did you come up with? Well, I it's it's confusing they seem to be sending sort of mixed messages because they seem to be talking a lot about uh sort of tr- turning out you know tuning out all the all the noise and all of the the connectivity we have and the constant online presence and connecting with other people but at the same time they're very impersonal and anonymous mm-hmm. and so i i like the idea that you you have to sort of take these for what they are and and where they are and try to figure out what the, what the person's intention was.
0: Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, I guess it's like, it's all from the viewer's perspective, what they mean or what the intent, you know, Mm what you bring to, what you bring to it, but the viewer brings to it. Um, so, so, so you've
1: been collecting them for, you said two years or so since you moved into the area? Yeah, about two years. But I, I had, I'd collected them, uh, well, initially I just read them. Like I, I felt weird taking them. Like I I was like, were we supposed to take these or are we supposed to leave these for everybody else? And I started realizing that they, most of them just stay there constantly. So I started taking some of the ones I liked mm-hmm. and, uh, but after a while I noticed, I, cause I, I don't have a car, so I spent a lot of time walking. And I, one thing I realized is they sort of start to become invisible. Like a lot of other things, you start to notice that when you don't pay attention to something, you can see it every day and it becomes invisible. And I hadn't mm-hmm. noticed them probably for a year until you posted that on Twitter and I was like, oh yeah, these blue stickers. Wow. And so I, start, I, I sort of sort of more consciously and mindfully going back and exploring them and seeing where they are and, and what they might mean. Where do you
0: uh, where do you keep them? The ones you've collected?
1: Uh, I actually just keep them on my nightstand. <laughs> I like I actually like glancing at them from time to time and trying to figure out just sort of what they mean and what they are. Neat. Interesting.
0: Uh, and uh, would you, uh, do you have a, a roommate or a partner or anybody who you live with or who see my notes as well?
1: Uh, my wife, but she doesn't, she hasn't really paid much attention to them. I think she just sort of thinks they're kind of funny and interesting, but she hasn't really ever stopped and read them or anything. That's fun. Do you, do you
0: have a favorite? Which of your notes is the one that you have a, a favorite of?
1: Well, my favorite is the one that, that you posted, which I think is a rare one. Cause a lot of them are duplicates, but I've never seen the one you posted before. Um, because that, that it, was pretty funny.
0: It seemed like it was kind of a, I mean, cause the ones you shared, they were all kind of about like, you know, um, culture and politics and Mm -hmm. society and technology and like really, you know, big existential issues, surveillance technologies. And that one was just a straight up, I mean, yes, it was about technology pulling people apart, but it was about two people who were pulled apart and his longing for connection. And I thought that was really like, that was, I thought that was just like putting that everyone wants to be loved. Everybody wants connection, but putting that almost like a plea at the corner of 19th and and Irving Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought that was interesting. Um, yeah,
1: yeah. I, and, and I like though, that it ended on kind of a, an irony as he, it, it sort of ended on, I like when we were able to spend time together watching TV. And so it was, right. it was sort of going from one form of connectivity to another one. Right. So, okay. So let's go
0: back to kind of the, the, the nut of the story, which is you had an encounter with the artist. You saw this yeah, person.
1: I saw him and it was, it happened very fast. And unfortunately, it happened so fast, I didn't stop to talk to him, and I, w- I really wish I had. If I see him again, I, I would love to, but it, he was...
0: Wait, wait, okay, look, look,
1: look b- before we get into
0: it, okay. I, I kind of, and this is my own thing, maybe I'm being silly, right, but I, I kind of want to preserve the artist's anonymity, if I can. Because, I like that, yeah. Because I don't want them to stop doing this. I love the idea that I could be walking to the beach, and I come across these notes, and I'm like, I want this to happen. So you can't, you can't I can't create the, that serendipity, but... I don't want to out this person because I don't want them to you know, feel self-conscious or whatever. So oh, right, tell right. me, tell me, so tell me what you saw, but try not to paint me too explicit a picture, if that
1: makes sense. Well, I, it, I won't be able to, because it's, he was not very descript. <laughs> like I, he was wearing a stocking cap and he uh, he just very quickly put a couple into the, uh, the, the crosswalk button at the corner of 19th and Irving, um, I think the southwest corner, and then he was gone. Like, it was just, he was there and gone. He didn't stop and look to see who was taking them or anything. Um, and it was just it happened really, really quickly.
0: So he didn't, he didn't, he didn't, you know, there was no, like, stopping and then, you know, head on a swivel, eyes left, eyes right, and then he surgically, he was just, he was just not self-conscious at all. He just put it up like he was posting a lost cat or a garage sale sign.
1: Yeah, exactly. And I was walking through the crosswalk at that point. And I, I was actually trying to make eye contact with him, but he just he didn't look at anybody or look around. He just put them in the thing and walked away.
0: Wow. Wow. Did he did he have like gear tool like like a roll of tape, packing tape, and like a pack yeah, you know, a wad of notes, or what did you see?
1: I didn't. But I one thing I'm curious about is uh they're always stuck in the, like sort of wedged into the top of the the call button box, but there's always one or two, there are always one or two stickers that are stuck onto the telephone pole behind it. And I've always wondered if that's him sticking them there, or if that's just people because stickers are fun to stick. If you see one, (laughs) like I'm going to put this on the first surface I see. So wait, so you're saying he, you're saying there's multiples in the notes and then people take them? Uh, Well, I take them. I don't know if other people do, but they always uh, disappear towards the end of the day. And often you'll see like each call box will have three or four stuck into the box. And if you walk back by that same intersection later, there maybe be one or two. So I I feel like somebody's taking them.
0: I mean, you'd see them on the ground. You'd notice a blue piece of paper. on. Yeah. I don't see them
1: on the ground. It seems like people are either taking them and reading them and keeping them or else somebody comes and takes all of them. This is, this is really,
0: (laughs) this is getting more and more interesting to me personally. I find this fascinating. Oh, I do too. Um, Yeah. Well, and you mentioned, I think on Twitter, we had a Twitter conversation and you mentioned that you
1: compared it to uh, Toynbee tiles. Talk about that. Yeah. I I think one of the things I love about these is the mystery. And I, I think I'm partially glad, like you mentioned, that I didn't have a chance to talk to him because it's fun trying to interpret the mystery. And I feel like the mystery of these is half the fun. It's trying to like, A, how does this relate to me? And B, what would cause somebody to do these? Kind of like the Toynbee tiles in Philadelphia, like people started seeing these tiles with a very cryptic message on them and people would interpret them in wildly different ways. And I think often that tells us a lot more about us than it does about the, the artist leaving them.
0: I, I think you're right. Yeah. I, and I compared it to, to Jenny Holzer, the the, mm-hmm. The, mm-hmm. the post-conceptual artist who does the you know, kind of slogans and, and kind of truisms that she projects onto buildings or in neon or just printed. Um, But yeah, but they have such a simple, such a simplicity that, I mean, hers, her statements, I think are, there's, they're, they're simpler, they're shorter. So it's harder to kind of to argue with them. Mm -hmm. And I feel like, I feel like our, our, I'm not even sure what to call this person. I just keep calling him the artist for lack of a better term, but (laughs) I feel like our, I feel like the the central sunset, you know, note noticed or note, note poster, he seems to be a little more like he's, he has a point of view and it's almost like he's, my sense is this, and I don't, I don't want to overthink it, but this is a it's this is largely a, I think as far as culture and feel these days, it's, it's a tech town where technology kind of rules the day and mm-hmm. and is, is the main topic of conversation. And there's a certain not anti tech point of view that he's pushing, but it's definitely skeptical of tech. Wouldn't you say? Right,
1: right. And he seems to have. Uh, there was one um, that I thought was interesting. He had one that talked about uh, tech companies. Uh, Well, actually, I'll read it to you. I'll see. I I think this is interesting. It's pretty simple. Websites that allow the uploading of music videos by persons not connected in any way to the creating artist should be allowed to thrive. And in addition, companies should be able to utilize the views attracted to these videos so that they can sell their products. Compensation to the creator of the work is really not important at all. What is important is that persons that had nothing to do with the creative process are allowed to share. And I, have I saw that. The, one. Yeah, and I I don't know if it's ironic, or if he's had work taken from him, and this is being sarcastic. Uh, but I think it's fascinating.
0: I that's, I'm so glad you mentioned that one. That one actually I saw that one in Lincoln and 19th, and it was it was two stickers that had been both had been partially peeled away, and it was really uh-huh. hard to read. And so I, I took a picture and was able to of both and was able to reconstruct the entire message from the two. Oh, nice. uh-huh. stickers. But I, I was th- my thought to myself that that one seemed. That one honestly seemed as personal as the, you know, I missed watching TV on the couch with you. That one seemed so personal because it was kind of long. It was longer than the other ones. It was really specific. And Mm -hmm. it had kind of a a, kind of a sarcastic tone. And so, yeah, I I, part of me thinks like he's either, you know, an artist who doesn't like the way his stuff has been commodified or maybe he works at YouTube. (laughs)
1: yeah
0: yeah and he wants to tear the whole whole thing down from the inside you know
1: or that he's being self-referential and he's he's wanting people to to take these stickers and do what they want with them
0: yeah yeah i mean i'm i well i i don't want him to stop i so if he does hear this if, if, if he does hear this by some odd chance or if anyone does know the person who is posting this and sharing this art like please give them my best give them my encouragement and ask them to keep going because uh, you can't have enough like stuff like this in a city. I feel like, and this is why I, not to get all preachy, but I think this is why I always see myself living in a city is because things mm-hmm. like I'm sure th- things like this can happen any place, but I feel like things like this are much more likely to happen in a place where you have a lot of people, like you know, right, rubbing rubbing around like like stones in a in a in a bag, rubbing back and forth.
1: And I, I and San Francisco's changed so much. I mean, I've been here for 26 years, and it's changed enormously in that time. And I mean, some for the good, some for the worse, but I think what I love about these is they seem to capture some of that magic. When I first moved here of, wow, sort of anything's possible in this city and you never know what you're going to stumble across, you know, on any random corner. And it's, it's a little bit weird and it's a little bit unsettling, but there's a mystery to it. And it's, it's just, I love the art. I do. Me too. There Um... was one, there was one I came across that. Uh, I was I was really curious. This came the closest, I think, to getting me to track the guy down. Um, if you don't mind me reading one more. Please, please. Uh, he had one that says, at wewillsoonruletheworld.com, you can select from millions of products of any type, download on-demand music, videos, and movies, and even have food delivered to your door. Quote from a satisfied customer, I got all my stuff from my apartment delivered by Drone Squadron. A fridge, sofa, chairs... Labrador retriever and a pepperoni pizza all in less than 30 minutes. And so I was curious about, we will soon rule the world.com. And I, I, I went to the website and it redirects to amazon.com. Oh, wow. And I was wow. really curious. Is that an Amazon website that they bought and redirected? Or is that something he set up to direct you to amazon.com is sort of a statement.
0: Yeah, that's yeah.
1: I mean, wow, that's.
0: That one actually i see so you didn't share that one before I mean, this is the first one the first time i've hearing that one and that one's that one's really interesting i yeah I, I mean part of me i I hate to speculate without any kind of proof but that one actually is making me think that this person might even work for a tech company just because it's so it's so specific mm-hmm. um, yeah mm-hmm. that's really interesting. i mean I mean there are certainly San Franciscans who don't work in tech who have you know pointed opinions and deep thoughts about you know uh, its impact on society and culture and stuff but I don't know this, that's a really that, that sounds very much like an insider point of view uh, mm-hmm. but I'm sure I'm <laughs> maybe I'm projecting
1: who knows <laughs> but I, that's what I love about these is you like it's almost entirely what you bring to them since he's so anonymous and right. since the messages are so ambiguous like you can bring in so many different viewpoints like this could be Hey, this is kind of neat. I, I can get a Labrador retriever and a pepperoni pizza in 30 minutes. I kind of like this technology stuff, or it could be, this is, I mean, this is outrageous. This is horrible. Right. Like right. we don't leave our houses and connect with anybody because we get everything delivered to our door. And, and
0: like a good, like, like a good artist, he leaves the viewer to, you know, draw that conclusion as far as the, the, the meaning, you know, they impart, the viewer imparts the meaning. So yeah.
1: Right. Right. And there's one that he mentioned, uh, it, it sort of talks about the surveillance technology, um, it says a friendly reminder surveillance technologies will eliminate your ability to exercise your right to revolution given to you in the declaration of independence. Please, dis- please discuss topic with others. Thank you. And the part of that one I liked was just the please discuss, please discuss topic with others. It, it, it
0: is a, it's a call to action,
1: which is yeah. interesting.
0: Yeah. But I, but I think on some level they're all, they're all, I mean, just the idea that you're walking down the street and this blue piece of paper that's like you know, three inches square. Calls mm-hmm. that that blue piece of paper in itself is a call to action, just kind of to stop what you're doing and take a moment out of your day. I think in some small way. I mean, the other thing is that I know that they're not they're not meant to last. They're you know they're put up on an intersection. Um, I guess he puts them up for people to take uh, mm-hmm. several, and then and then you know the ones that are stuck up there they get weathered by you know wind and, and the fog and stuff, and people peel them off. I and I actually I'm pretty sure I found a. I, I did a search of uh, 311 complaints, and I think I found – well, actually, this is a good question. I, I thought I found a complaint lodged at 19th and Moraga about a blue note that was stuck to a pole. But huh? what's the what's the actual – I've only ever seen them at 19th and Irving and
1: 19th and Lincoln, which is a block away.
0: Uh, Those are the I only saw,
1: places I've seen them too.
0: Okay, and I think I saw one at a block further at like 20th, and Lincoln, like stuck to a light pole or a sign or something. Mm-hmm. But I haven't seen anything outside that zone. So you're saying that's that's kind of his his canvas, basically? That's it?
1: Those, Yeah, I've seen like one or two, but those I can never tell if those are from him or those are somebody who's stuck them someplace else. And I've also, they I generally just see them on weekends. Occasionally I'll see them during huh. the week, but almost always they're on, on the weekend.
0: Interesting. He puts them out on the weekend, you
1: mean? Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Okay. And they're almost always gone by the evening. Like they, they come out, I think, sort of midday. And then by the next day, there's either a new batch or they're just gone. So I don't know if he comes and takes them or if, if you know, somebody's cleaning the streets and they take them or if people have just decided mm-hmm. these are interesting enough that they take them.
0: Well, wow, it would be, it would be really quite something if he actually came out and collected them at the end of the day. <laughs> I love that idea. But I, I would not put it past this person because this is a Uniquely idiosyncratic individual I believe mm-hmm. but i'm I'm glad they exist I'm glad they yeah,
1: good. and the the other thing I'm curious about is there are ninety nine percent of these are blue, but occasionally there's a purple one or a white one and and I haven't been able to determine if the color has any meaning or if he's just run out of blue paper right
0: that's a, that's another good one, I mean
1: yeah, I suppose it's the kind of thing where you know who
0: has who has a ream of blue paper. I mean, <laughs> And I and I and would you imagine he probably must? I mean, I imagine you you couldn't. You got to print these at home, otherwise you're going to draw too much attention. You can't do this in the office, you know. Right, right. People are going to see you like printing blue, putting blue paper in the printer, and then carving it up with a, a paper cutter. That's gonna that's not going to fly in the office. So, <laughs> so he's probably doing this like at home or in a Kinko's, but even at Kinko's, that seems like a lot of attention if you want to keep doing this under the radar. So,
1: yeah, and it's interesting because they have different fonts, and they some of them are a little bit crooked. So they, they all seem to be like hand cut or hand, like, he, I don't know if he's a like paper cutter, like he just has a bit, you know, an eight and a half by 11 piece of blue, sh- uh, blue sticker paper. And then he cuts them with a paper cutter or if these are actually a certain size little thing that he, you know, he s- peels them off.
0: Hmm. Yeah, I, I yeah. a couple of them. Yeah, I saw a few that were actually printed on like labels, like printed, like sticker labels kind of things. So mm-hmm. he's he's pretty, Uh. I don't know. I it's it's one medium, but he does a lot with it. Certainly. Well, so my final question for you is if you, if you could, if you could ask him any, a question, if you could talk to this person and kind of just, what would you, what would you say to the artist? What would you ask him if you had the chance?
1: Oh, wow. (laughs) That's a big question. Um, I think not necessarily, I wouldn't ask him about the specific meaning of these because I sort of like the mystery, but I think I, I might ask him what it was that caused him to start putting these up. Like, like, is it? Did he see these as a as a call to action, or did he see these as he just wants people to think and connect with each other? Or was was there some event that happened that caused him to want to start placing these on the intersections?
0: Like, yeah, an an inciting incident.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I, wonder. Mm-hmm. I yeah, I do. I mm, that's interesting. I, I I kind of wonder. Um. Yeah, I kind of I kind of would like to ask him like what I I'd like to ask him whether he finds it cathartic actually whether this is actually. I mean, because I think we all walk around with, like, thoughts in our head as far as the way things should be or shouldn't be, Mm -hmm. but we don't get to, most of us don't, you know, stop and put a soapbox up, literally, and stand on a soapbox at the corner of 19th and Irving and start shouting (laughs) at passersby about the, you know, how technology is degrading human relationships and stuff. So, you know, but I feel as though if you feel these things very strongly, it probably would be kind of purging to put it out and, like, put it up on a light pole and, put out like you know 12 copies in the morning and find that there's only one left in the after that's going to be kind of kind of pleasing kind of satisfying i guess so
1: but i had always kind of wondered if anybody other than me saw these (laughs) you know i mean it's almost it's a it's a strange thing because until you mentioned them on twitter i had never heard anybody else discuss them uh i I didn't know if anybody else took them or read them and so i it was really refreshing to, to see that you had posted that
0: well and that's actually that's actually a really great point so because i was also Like, I honestly, I I, like everyone else. I complain that Twitter is a bleak hellscape. But (laughs) but the idea that I could put up these photos and then you like connected with we've never met. We don't know, each Mm -hmm. other but you can we live, you know, in the same, you know, area that you can Uh find these and share your own experience of the same art. That was that was actually thank you for that, because it was actually one of my favorite Twitter moments probably ever. Oh, great. Yeah, because it it was
1: it it was such such serendipity. And and that's a
0: it's a nice thing to have. It, 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 that's rare. So that was pretty Yeah, funny. yeah.
1: Um, and I like this is, is, is his kind of bringing people together and people are now connecting and talking about these things. And I, I hope that his vision is at least a little bit realized.
0: Well, and it's funny. It's almost ironic because when I when I saw the first one about the, you know, I miss sitting together on the couch with you and watching TV together, I had captioned it uh, the death of intimacy, 19. Uh-huh. But uh-huh. really, it's actually it's, this is actually what I realized after talking to you. This is actually not the death of like, actually there's probably nothing more intimate than going up and putting a note like that and bearing your heart and soul and putting it on a street corner, you know, uh, Mm -hmm. where people see it like that. So, so actually I will say this, I want to, I'll wrap things up, but anyone who's listening, uh, if you live in the central sunset, if you've been passing through and you've seen these notes, uh, and you took a photo, show, a picture or whatever, uh, let us know, let me know. Um, I am your protagonist on Twitter. Um, just, you know, tag me and, and put a picture and uh, share it. And uh, I will, um,
1: I will appreciate it. And I will share with others. So uh, Pete,
0: anything you wanted to add before we wrap up?
1: No, I, well, I, there's one more of his that I liked that I, I oh, excellent. sort of yes. ended on a nice message of hope. And this one was purple. This is the only purple one I've ever seen. And I didn't know if this was intentional, but he said, an easy solution to bring about a society with no crime is total is with total surveillance. Would it not be a better goal, however, more difficult, to become a world that has no crime because of what is in all our hearts? I just thought that was a nice. Uh, a lot of these are pretty dark, but I thought that one was a nice. You know, maybe maybe we can change people's hearts and minds, and maybe we can have a better a better commons and a better society.
0: I that is odd. I mean, I shouldn't say oddly hopeful for this artist, but. It's kind of out of. I like that. It's a little out of character. A little more. Yeah, I like mm-hmm. that. And mm-hmm. I wonder if I wonder if the purple means something. I wonder if the colors are associated with the, some deeper. I'm, I'm I'm sure I'm reading too much into it, but we don't have don't a lot know. to go on know. here. But yeah. purple is a. That's yeah. I I mean I've only ever seen the white ones and the blue ones. So
1: right. Yeah, and that's the only purple one I've ever seen. So, and
0: uh, hmm, maybe he's a prince fan or something. I don't know.
1: Well, well, great, Pete. Again, thank you so much, and. Uh, What is the name of your podcast? Oh, I do a podcast called the Indiana Jones Minute, where we, uh, again, try to take something that is interesting, but then just look at it in minute detail. And we talk about every minute of the movies, one episode at a time, and try to tease out what we think is mysterious and interesting in them.
0: Very cool. Very cool. What's, uh, have you you done, um, I mean, you must have, the whole, the iconic uh, scene where he's swapping out the golden idol
1: for the bag of sand. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's one of my favorite scenes. We, we tried to figure out how much that sand weighed.
0: <laughs> I see, I, 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 thought, I always thought that was, I mean, I love the film, but that's just a ridiculous idea that a gold, uh-huh. gold medal would, would, would equate to a bag. That's anyway. right. Right. We knew that wouldn't work <laughs> anyway. Well, awesome. Thank you again. Um, Thanks for, I for talking you. to you. Yeah. yeah this and
1: you, I, I thank you for being my first guest, my first episode. Oh, this is awesome. Thanks a lot for having me.
0: Thanks very much for listening to the Golden City Podcast. I'd like to thank my guest, Pete Mummert. You can find episodes of his podcast, the Indiana Jones Minute, at indianajonesminute.com. The Golden City theme music was composed and performed by Michael Tritter. And thanks very much to friends of the program, Cynthia Vega, Joe Eskenazi at Mission Local, and Gary Chu. If you have any questions or feedback, I'm at your protagonist on Twitter. I'll talk to you again soon.